doing, to be honest, pretty incredible. Um, I literally just recorded an episode last night, the, the last one you listened to. What was it even on? Oh, Sitting with Uncomfortable Emotions. I literally just recorded that last night. And I'm feeling so motivated. I was in a funk for a bit there. And if you listen to my last episode, you'll know I was in a funk. Uptown funk. (laughs) Um, But I am so pleased to announce I am out of my funk. It took a past life regression and (laughs) a lot of journaling and a tarot reading to get me out of that funk. But here we are feeling great, feeling motivated. I am just really great. I'm feeling great, and I hope you are as well, and I'm feeling incredibly inspired to record, and whenever I feel like this, I pick up my microphone because sometimes I go two weeks where I'm like, that sounds like the worst thing I could do is just talk for 30 minutes, like sometimes you're just not feeling it, but boy am I feeling it now, so I'm going with it, and something I really want to talk about is my relationship with relationships. I had a really interesting realization the other day, and this is something I wanted to talk about in this episode, Um, but I am the type of person who has always really liked to watch toxic romance movies. I liked to read the toxic romance novels. I liked, I don't know, it was so strange. Like, even once I've healed, even recently, I've watched, like, the after movies are one of my favorite movie series in the world. And I'm also a Pisces Venus, so just to know, like, I am a hopeless romantic. I love romance novels and I love romance movies, but I like the toxic ones and I've never known why. And, and like, even since I've healed, I've sort of beat myself up for it because it's like, this is not healthy, Allison. Why are you getting so much amusement out of it? And it took me really, like, journaling through some things to get to the bottom of it. And I definitely want to talk about that um, because I think a lot of people sort of crave toxicity but don't know why and I wouldn't say I crave toxicity like if if a toxic situation presented itself to me in the form of a relationship or friendship I simply would walk away from it (laughs) but there is this part of me that like sort of thrives off of the idea of it and I sort of figured out why and I want to talk about that but I think first I want to give you the rundown of what my relationship with relationships has looked like. That way you have an idea um, and have a backstory. And I don't know, I just felt really inspired to talk about this. So going all the way back to, let's start with like middle school. You know how kids have crushes and things like that. Well, I'm not going to really talk about, (laughs) I don't know, like elementary school and things like that. But basically growing up, I didn't receive, and I've talked about this in many episodes, I didn't receive a lot of pure, unconditional love besides from two people, and those were my grandparents. They raised me, they gave me an immeasurable amount of unconditional love, Um, but sometimes, especially in childhood, it's even in adulthood, like we focus on the bad sometimes and that's what I realized but I did have a decent amount of bad moments and even though I love my grandparents and I'm so incredibly grateful for them my other immediate family members like my parents and my sibling um I didn't experience that type of love and that definitely affects you in some type of way and not only did I not receive that type of love I sort of received the opposite of it and they're their words and their actions instilled a lot of limiting beliefs in myself and a lot of insecurity. I had a lot of trust issues. I had a lot of abandonment issues. 
my a lot of people were just in and out of my life the only stability and love that I had was once again my grandparents so that definitely does affect a child a lot um and I just wanted that backstory so I had crushes in elementary school but it was interesting like obviously elementary school is one of those things that like the people you quote unquote date is just like your best friend (laughs) so like I had and it's so interesting to talk about like this since it's literally elementary school but I had a boyfriend obviously it, it wasn't that at all it was just like a really good friend of mine um and we would like go to each other's houses sometimes but that ended in elementary school or like sixth grade or something like that And then in middle school, I had a lot of crushes on guys, but not a lot, but I noticed that like they never liked me back and I have always been like more of a mid-sized gal. Um, I've never been super skinny. I've always had a tummy. I've always had thick thighs. I've always had a butt. Like I'm just, I've, I just always have my entire life, even when I played sports, like even when I was super active, like, all of it. I've always been built similarly, similarly, (laughs) Um, and that is something we can get into a whole other time, because my relationship with my body has been interesting, Um, but that is definitely something that I used to get made fun of, especially by boys, Um, and that was, like, very interesting, and also by girls, and just, like, in general, I was always, like, the bigger friend, um, and that was, it's, like, harmful to a child to see, like, boys liking your friends, and, like, your, your friends having crushes, and people having crushes on them, and them getting, like, boyfriends in middle school and things like that, and obviously, once again, it's middle school, but every middle schooler, I don't want to say every, but a lot of people crave that, right? You're, you're a kid, and that really even further damaged my the way I viewed myself, it really added to my insecurity. It really did all of these things. So I just wanted you to keep that in mind. In my freshman year of high school, I had never really been into a relationship up until that point. Obviously, like, I'm not counting the elementary and middle school ones because they just don't count to me. (laughs) Um, But I had a friend, we rode the bus together, and I think we had a class, we had, I know we had gym class together freshman year, other than that, I literally don't remember, but around, wow, this is crazy to think about, I haven't thought about this in so long, and now trying to retell this story is kind of interesting, I think it was around my birthday, maybe, my birthday's in January, we started, like, talking, right, you know, like, the talking phase of high schoolers, um, well, I don't want to say of high schoolers, I feel like a lot of people have a talking phase, I haven't had a relationship in a very long time, so I don't know how it works these days, um, but we started talking, and this was interesting, because this guy was the type of person who, you could just tell he was also insecure, and he would do a lot of things to try to make himself feel cooler and better about himself, but in the process, it was, like, putting me down almost, but, like, not, what's the word I'm looking for? Not blatantly, if that makes sense. So, he would always, like, play around as if, like, joking about other girls and things like this, and mind you, I'm 14. I was turning, right, how old do you turn your freshman year of high school? Because you turn, I I was 14 turning 15, I think, 
I think you turned 15. Regardless, it doesn't matter. I was a baby. I was very young, and I had not worked through any of my trauma. Like, I was so insecure. I was so traumatized. All these things. And that's nobody's responsibility besides my own. But that's important to note. Um, and I don't know. It, I was just, like, infatuated with the idea of, like, oh, my God, someone's interested in me. Like, somebody actually likes me? No way. What the heck? Like, I had never experienced it before. Um, which is so sad, and I think that's how it is for a lot of people, especially girls. Um, obviously guys experience that too, but it's just, I feel like it's different. Um, maybe it's not, maybe that's just me, but that, that was happening. And we ended up talking for a really long time, (laughs) like a really long time. Um, and then it's interesting how this works out, and... I have moments where I'm like, I should have trusted my intuition because while him and I were still talking, I just cut it off. I had no reasoning to do so. I just stopped talking to him Um, and I just completely stopped. And I don't remember if there was an argument. Like, I don't remember. I know there wasn't an argument that caused it. Actually, I don't know about that. I just stopped. I stopped talking to him. And I think it was like a couple of weeks later, we started talking again because I like missed the idea of someone wanting to talk to me every day and someone actually liked me and that was literally what brought me back was just the idea of someone wanting me which is so sad to think about because he also deserves someone who actually wanted him um and we'll get deeper into that but he we started dating in May I think it was around 21st 20th 21st I literally don't remember it was May and I think it was it was my freshman year of high school so 2016 um him and I started dating and literally less than a week after we started dating um I went to the beach with some of my friends and they were like Allison you have to break up with him like he just was kind of mean to me like the way he spoke to me he was kind of a jerk Um, and he wasn't very nice at all. (laughs) And there was a lot of red flags that I just completely ignored because once again, I was desperate for love. And I'm not going to go into our entire relationship, but I just want to like touch on some points that I think are important to touch on of like, this is why you trust your intuition. This is why you listen to the red flags. So he was just really mean to me and all my friends were like, Allison, you need to break up with him. And I was like, you're right. I should. I did it. I talked to him and he started Uh, he like apologized and then it was love bombing um but before I talked to him he went to a party the night I was going to the beach and this is something that I look back on a lot because in this relationship I really got gaslit to it was like the oh you're crazy type of guy like I got gaslit so badly and looking back on it it's really interesting for me because he like went to that party and I didn't care I was very trusting of him. I was like, yeah, go have fun. Just text me when you get home, like, to make sure you're safe. And I get a DM on Instagram a couple of days later or the day after or something like that. And it was like, yo, are you dating? Enter his name here. And I was like, yeah, I am. Who's this? And he was like, I said, yeah, I am. I forget what I said. And he was like, oh, okay. And that was it. And I was like, who's this? And he was like, oh, I'm his cousin. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Like, okay. And he was like, you know he went to a party last night. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, what about it? Like, he wasn't giving me anything. And he was like, oh, nothing happened. And I'm like, okay, cool. 
And then he was like, except this one girl. And I forget what it was. Like, she tried to do something or sat on his lap or something. But he, he, don't worry, he didn't do anything. And I was like, why are you messaging me this? And that was really weird. And all of my friends were like, you need to get out of this situation. And I talked to him about it. And I also talked to him about the way he was treating me. And it was just like apologizing. I'm so sorry I made you feel this way. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then love bombing. And something that I noticed that, once again, I wish I would have known or paid attention to was the fact that he would always tell me, you deserve better than me. I don't deserve you. You're too good for me. And my piece of advice, if you're in a situation with people who say that, listen to them. They are literally telling you they cannot give you what you deserve. Listen to them. Please, please, please listen to them. I feel like so many people take it as, like, an endearing thing of, like, oh, no. Like, no. Listen to them. Listen to people when they tell you who they are. Please, I beg you to listen to them when they tell you that. I know I wish I would have, but it's interesting because, like, I clearly needed to go through that relationship, and there was a reason I went back and all of these different things. So, that was, like, the very beginning of the relationship, like, the first week of us dating. And long story short, him and I stayed together until my senior year of high school. Very long time. And I'm not going to talk much about the relationship because it's just like kind of shitty, honestly. He, as you can imagine, was not very good to me. He was kind of mean to me. Not kind of. He was just downright mean to me. Like, I, after we broke up, I had a lot of people come up to me be like, I don't know how you did that. Like, I remember one of my my guy friends came up to me being like, I remember you guys were in the library once and you were literally helping him with his homework and he just started yelling at you to shut up. And I was like, yeah, he did that. <laughs> like, he would just treat me like shit, honestly. Um, and don't get me wrong, like, I was not a saint in this relationship. I was also definitely toxic. Like, I was unhealed, right? I definitely was insecure. I definitely was jealous, but I also have a hard time of discerning, like, how much responsibility do I take here, and also how much do I think, like, I wasn't like that at first, and that's what I think about, like, with that night when he went to that party. Like, I didn't care, and I also trusted him after his cousin told me, like, a girl did this. Like, it didn't bother me for some reason, which is really interesting, and then as the relationship went on, I started to not trust him at all, and I started to get jealous, and I started, like, all of these different things, and in return, I would get called crazy, and, like, you know how it goes, um, and, yeah, there was a lot of situations with girls and him that I ended up just brushing off every single time, and that bit me in the ass big time, I got my karma for that, um, But also, I think it's important to note, like, he, another thing that I always say is people really show you how they're treating you, like, behind closed doors. So, he wouldn't allow me to hang out with friends, or he wouldn't let me, I couldn't even, I remember I showed up to school one day in leggings, and he told me I had to go change, and I literally did. (laughs) Like, I changed into my gym shorts, and I wore them the rest of the day. Oh my god! If a man ever told me that today, I'd literally laugh in his face and say, have fun. I'm blocking your number. It was so nice knowing you. Like, no, (laughs) absolutely not. Um, Yeah, there was just a lot of things like that. I couldn't have friends. And it's 
it's like the gaslighting thing again because he wouldn't ever straight up tell me like you cannot have friends it was like he just wouldn't talk to me for a couple of days if I went and hung out with a friend or if there was even the possibility of a guy showing up that couldn't happen but like behind my back he was texting girls and like doing all this shady shit and I wasn't allowed to do those things because he knew how he acted when like that happened or he knew how he viewed girls when they would wear leggings or like all of these different things you know and it was just a straight projection of his insecurities and that really damaged me a lot um a lot and I'm also very much and this is something I'm really working on the type of person who doesn't really talk about things as I'm going through them so I didn't and I also like didn't have friends to talk about because I couldn't in this relationship he really that's like a textbook definition of what a I don't know what to call him, but what a not great person does in a relationship is, like, pull you away from your friends so that you can't talk to them about it, and they won't tell you how shitty they're treating you, um, but also I couldn't even talk to my family about it because I knew they'd be like, get the fuck out of that relationship, and they would hate him, and I didn't want anyone to hate him because I didn't hate him, like, that was the thing. We mirrored each other a lot in the terms of, like, we had such traumatic childhoods, And I really felt compassionate for him because I was like, he's just hurting. Like, he's such a hurt little kid. You know what I mean? He wasn't a little kid. We were in the same grade, but you know what I mean. Um, And also, he was just like the first person I ever really loved in that sense. Like, he was my first love, but looking back on it, it wasn't love, like, at all. (laughs) But it was the first thing I thought I was love, if that makes sense. Um, And... So, yeah, basically, um, the summer before my senior year comes around, we're at the beach. He's at the beach with my family and I, right? He has a completely paid-for vacation. And push comes to shove, and I find out he's cheating on me. Huh, can you imagine how that felt for me? (laughs) Looking back, it's just, like, funny to think about now. It's not really funny. It's just, like, damn, I got played big time. Um, And, yeah, he cheated on me blah 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 I got back with him he cheated on me again like what do you expect type of thing and then we finally broke up and he really showed me his character in those ending stages like he really did not give a single shit about how I felt like I was just crying to him just trying to understand it but there is no understanding it right you can't make someone care about you and he just showed me he didn't care, but I didn't listen. I, w- I was trying to convince myself, like, no, I know he can be a good person. Like, who is this? This isn't you. But yes, it absolutely was him. He was showing me plain as day who he was. I was just trying to convince myself otherwise. Because especially as an Aquarius, and I'm not trying to bring too much of astrology into this, but I'm not someone who gets super close to people like that a lot. I really let him in, and he saw a different side of me. Like, I don't let people see the traumatized side of me. I don't talk to a lot of people about my trauma, which is interesting because I do share things, but there's a lot of levels to it and I never went that deep with people. And to think that like, oh my God, I let the wrong person in. Like I had, I was trying to like almost convince myself like, no, I didn't make a mistake. He isn't a horrible person. Like I, all of these things. And it was really difficult. And also I had abandonment issues and the thought of losing someone and the thought of someone leaving me after they saw this side of me ripped my heart out of my chest and also the thought of having to start over with someone else really fucking scared me. It was a lot of different things and also I was really terrified to be alone. Um, Him and I started dating shortly after my grandfather died 
and my grandfather was my best friend and I hadn't really lived in a world alone without him yet um because I mean he my grandfather died in May of 2015 and this this guy and I started talking in January of 2016 and like the I feel like the first couple of months for me anyways I didn't I was just so numb at that point like I I didn't start grieving my grandfather's death until last year which is crazy um but there was just a lot to it and I was really afraid to be alone so I kept going back to him and I just also had a lot of faith in him and it was just a lot of different things and that once again bit me in the ass but what really sealed the deal for me was for the end of that relationship was when I finally was like I'm done I knew for a while that I just needed to be done but just things kept coming up and I would just keep like continuing the conversation or whatever um but the end of it was he told me to kill myself and that was like oh wow you never cared about me like you don't say that to someone I would not even say that to someone I despise let alone someone I just spent three years with like that hit me hard and I just remember saying to him like please never speak to me again um yeah it was really really wild and him and I are on okay terms now. Like, I, like we were, I was 17 when we broke up. You know what I mean? We were very young. So I don't hold any hate in my heart towards him because we just clearly weren't meant to be together. Um, and we clearly had a lot to teach each other. And I know, like, all of that, as horrible as it is, I needed to go through that. Um, because I have never grown as much as I have from any single situation or any single event as much as I did that breakup. And I'm really thankful for it. And also now I have ex so much experience and so many different types of pain from relationships. I also really know what I want in a relationship and what I will not accept. I know a lot of red flags. Like, I know a lot. I got a lot of experience from that one relationship and breakups in general. Um, and I don't hold any hate in my heart towards him. We don't speak. I don't really know much about him anymore. Actually, I don't know anything about him anymore. Um, but I do hope he's doing well, and I hope he is also, you know, on his own growth journey. Um, and I try not to, like, shit-talk him too much. I just try to, like, tell my story, so I hope it didn't sound like I was shit-talking him um, as much as it was just me sharing my experience, because I'm sure he could also, like, say some pretty awful things about me. Based, You know what I mean? Like, it was just a toxic relationship, and no one person is a saint in the relationship. There's responsibility to be taken on both sides. But... That was my pretty much only serious relationship I had. And then after that, I really started focusing on myself. Um, obviously, it's really hard to do that in high school, especially when you have to still see that person every day. So after high school was when I really started to experience a lot of growth, um, a lot, a lot, a lot of growth. And I just started focusing on myself and doing what I loved and figuring out who I was. Um, what are my interests? Like, what are my biggest fears? What, like, diving into my trauma, healing myself, all these different things, and really reconnecting with myself. And through doing that, I really hyper-individualized myself, especially with COVID. Um, before COVID, I also, also, like, that relationship, I had a lot of codependency. And then after that, I got into a friendship with someone, and that became a very codependent friendship. Um, and it wasn't my intentions, obviously, but, like, I don't know. I was just still so scared to be alone. And going from having, like, a, a boyfriend and a best friend all in one to not having anybody was really scary for me. And people need friends. 
So I became friends with people, <laughs> um, and one particular friendship, um, we became best friends very quickly. We got along very well, and it became codependent very quickly. We were attached at the hip, like, we became pretty much the same person, same interests, same humor, like, same music. We just weren't individuals. We, it was just not healthy. It was codependent, what it was, um, and we would hang out every single day. I'm not kidding you. Every single day, every single day, every single day. And that's not healthy for anybody. Um, so push came to shove and COVID happened and we were forced to not see each other as much. And then COVID started to lighten up and we would still hang out, but it was not every day at all. Um, and then it just started to naturally fade out and I don't really talk to this person anymore. Um, I communicated that with them. Like I needed to personally separate myself from that friendship to grow. Once again, I have so much love for this person in my heart. Like we were best friends for a very long time and I have so much love for this person. Um, maybe we will become friends again one day, but it just couldn't happen like that anymore and COVID really gave me the space and individuality I needed to become my own person and not be attached to the hip to anybody um but also I'm not really I don't have friends where I live I'm still living in my hometown and I just don't feel aligned with any of the people here so I don't hang out with people I haven't hung out with someone from my hometown in six months um and that's really crazy to think about I just don't hang out with people, um, and that's not super healthy either, but it's okay because I have a lot of online friends. I have a lot of friends I FaceTime regularly, um, and that's good, but it's just, it's the phase I'm in right now, and I'm definitely, you know, I feel myself coming out of it as I am getting ready to move, which is beautiful how that works, but I needed that hermit phase for sure of just, like, not seeing anyone, but I developed hyper individuality big time and it's so interesting how I went from one extreme to the other I went from one extreme of being so extremely codependent on people to being so hyper individualized that the thought of even being close to a person again terrified me and I told myself that I didn't even want a relationship that I would never want a relationship because I I hated that and I loved being single and I love being single don't get me wrong but I completely shut myself off from love in the name of individuality and that's not okay either. <laughs> it was a part of my journey and I respect it and honor it but nobody's meant to be alone like that. Like nobody. People, we're human beings. We are nature. We are we're not even human beings. Like our souls come from love. We're meant to be in community. We're meant to be loved and to love. Um, and also I'm a Pisces Venus. I love love. I love it. Um, and I'm finally coming around the, the past six months, especially to the idea of like, no, a relationship actually sounds sweet. Not right now because I'm still living in my hometown. I have a very strong feeling it'll happen once I move. I wouldn't want to date someone here. Um, that just feels like expired territory. Like, I can, I'm, the time, my time is ending here in this town very soon. Um, so I don't like the idea of starting much new here um, that can't be picked up and moved with me, if that makes sense. So I'm really coming around to it. And I've been writing love letters to myself, which I've, I love doing that anyways, but I've been really 
thinking about and like journaling in the past six months my standards for a person and what I would want in a relationship and like all of these things and it's really sweet to think about and also like in my readings a lot it's like new romantic cycle begins and I'm like okay I'm still a little scared I won't lie but I'm excited as well and it's really beautiful to see my growth and progression just in that area alone Um, and if you listen to my past life regression episode you'll hear how I talked about my limiting beliefs and my old stories surrounding love and receiving love and abundance and being deserving of it and how that was a cycle that recurred throughout my past lives and every lifetime since that particular life has been been me trying to mend this abandonment wound so I would definitely go listen to that because I don't want to dive too much into it since we're already at 30 minutes but it's beautiful to see the progression and I'm really so proud of myself Um, but I want to talk about what I talked about in the beginning of like almost craving toxicity whether it there's a part of you that thinks like maybe you want a toxic relationship or just like to watch it in the movies and things Um, and I don't know how to explain it like the part of me is like maybe not even necessarily the toxic part I love the parts in movies and books when the guy messes up and has to like apologize to the girl and like I don't know how to explain it but I sat with myself and I journaled about it and this is being very vulnerable for me so I hope you appreciate it but I was like why what is this for like why is why do I like this almost and basically what come up came up for me was historically and especially in that relationship the only time I actually felt like sort of wanted was when they were kissing my ass to beg for forgiveness was when they were love bombing me after they fucked up so now in the movies and in the books where I see someone mess up I'm like oh my god like they're about to feel so loved which is so so sad it's so sad to think that I craved toxicity and I loved to watch it in movies and books because in my past relationship I only felt really loved when they were love bombing me to beg me for forgiveness after they messed up that's really sad (laughs) um so that's something that I'm working through and it's just really great to realize it because I never knew why that was and I think there's other reasons as well um and there's definitely going to be a lot of reasons for different people but and maybe it's like that's the type of love you saw growing up so that's what you think is healthy but for me it was definitely that like I want, I never experienced such a, like, oh my god, they're, like, actually doing things for me, and they're going out of the way to say nice things to me, and, like, they're not being mean to me, and it's, like, that's the bare minimum, dude, all the time, not just when they mess up, you shouldn't have to be so hurt by someone for them to make you feel loved, um, and that created a really interesting dynamic in my brain of, like, almost wanting someone to hurt me, and yeah, it's just, this is being super vulnerable. So I'm I'm interested to know if anyone like resonates with it. But I even remember when I was in that relationship a while ago. I literally remember being like, "What would happen if I like would randomly get hurt?" And like, it happened once when I felt thought I had appendicitis, and I was like, "I almost kind of wish I do to see like if this person would care and like come to the hospital and visit me." Isn't that so messed up to think about? Isn't that so crazy to think about? To think, like, I wonder if someone cares enough to come see me if I'm sick. Like, that makes me so sad, Allison or anyone listening, young Allison or anyone listening. You deserve someone who makes you feel so loved all of the time. And you deserve someone who lets you know how much you matter to them and you care about them. And it shouldn't take you, them needing to beg you for forgiveness or you getting sick 
for you to realize, oh, wait, they actually do care. Like, no, absolutely not. That's not healthy. And you deserve so much better than that. And you deserve to know that you deserve better than that. And through doing, like, writing my self-love letters is so beautiful. Um, And just, like, giving yourself a healthy type of love and not being in a toxic relationship with yourself is important. Um, So, yeah. This was a really fun episode to record. I'm really glad I did it. I was feeling so inspired to talk about this, and I'm glad I did. Because I think this is something a lot of people feel but don't talk about because who wants to sit here and admit like I'm kind of attracted to toxicity because nobody really thinks about why I don't want to say nobody a lot of people don't stop to think like why is that I know I didn't for a very long time but I'm really glad that I finally did and now I got that clarity for myself Um, and past life regressions also really helped to understand why that might be so yeah that's going to be it for today's episode I really just wanted to talk about that Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Growing Pains. I love you guys. I seriously love this place to talk so much. It's so good for me, and I really, really enjoy just having these conversations and having a place to talk about my experiences. I love hearing other people talk about theirs. So, yeah, I love you. I hope you have a really beautiful time. Write yourself a love letter and include everything that you wish someone would write in a love letter to you. Talk about and acknowledge all of the parts you wish other people would see you for, all of the traits, all of the quirky little things that you do, all of the things you wish someone would say, hey, I like that about you. I really love this about you. Write it down. Love yourself the way you wish other people would love you um, because if you can't do it for yourself, how can you expect someone else to do it for you? I love you, my sweet friends. DM me if you have any questions or if any part of this resonated with you in particular. I'm so incredibly proud of you and I hope you treat yourself good and have a really beautiful day. I love you.